Hi friends, this is the Be Real Babe podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. A safe space where being yourself is the ultimate goal. Each week we will bring you new episodes sharing our opinions on a ton of different topics in hopes we can get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our opinions and experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals, no one is giving any advice. We are strictly speaking of our life experiences, our opinions, and for entertainment purposes only. Now, with that being said, it's time. So grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Be Real Babe podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. We hope that you have a good time. And if you're a returning listener, watcher, supporter, thank you guys so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for coming back time and time again. For those that don't know me, my name is Brandy and I'm the host of the show. And today, y'all, we are on our fourth segment of Cults or Not, Cult Mania. So guys, we had one cult specific to end this series that we started our first month of season five. However, we really wanted to make sure that we're going to hit another two um, that are very mainstream media that everybody knows. They're very big. They're very dark. So we decided to switch it up a little bit and actually bring you three cults this episode. I'm not going to tell them now. You're going to have to wait until we jump into it, but you're going to get three for this last one. So excited. I hope you guys have been enjoying this whole segment on cults or not. It's been so fun and a little dark. I'm not going to lie. Kind of excited to go back to a little bit more of like government reading. Um, for some reasons, easier to sleep at nighttime with government corruption over, you know, this shit. Um, but it's been so much fun and I hope you guys have enjoyed it. By now we have published a couple being real lists. We hope that you guys are really enjoying those episodes too. As promised season five, we turned up the heat by giving you double the episodes, giving you stuff that we love to talk about on top of bringing back real life experiences and human talking connection, which we absolutely love. So before we get on to the show, if you are watching on YouTube or Rumble, can you please make sure to subscribe, turn on those notification bells, and if you have time, hit that like button. If you are listening on the audio platforms like Spotify or Apple, if you guys could also give us a follow and give us a review, it helps people follow us. And as always, guys, following us on our social media, we are going hard this season with Instagram, Facebook. Yes, I have made the commitment and have been posting since season five started on Facebook. And we've also started a Pinterest page for those that are really just not interested in the social media platforms, but want to find a way to connect with us during an app. There's other things going on in the background, but that is a pretty big list right now. So we'll stick to that. So if you can give us a follow, guys, share, tag, like all of our um, reels, let us know what you guys think. We absolutely appreciate it so, so much. So let's get on to the show and let's finish this Cults or Not series with me and Hales. Let's get on to the show. All right, babes, it's time to get on to the final, unfortunately, episode of Cults or Not, but yay, Cult yes. Mania with my babe Hales. Hey, babe. Hey. Happy, happy Sunday. Happy Cult Thank Day. Thank you. <laughs> I have a co-host, Smokey. A, oh, Smokey. I love it. We yeah. have so many co-hosts on this show. He's Sometimes, very interested actually. in this topic. He's excited for is. today's episode. <laughs> Oh, we're excited too. Um, like I said, the guys, yeah. last last segment, and instead of just doing one, we thought we would do three, because yes. 
we had one picked and then as we were developing into this we're like okay there is two that are very well known and very dark that that Mm -hmm. we have to touch on so how about each one of us take our own and run with it so it's tax season so d has passed over her notes uh for today and me and hales are gonna gonna share you guys what we found about our last of the season and if you guys like let us know because we'll bring it back because there's a lot man it's so much fun and there is literally we could do an episode per like i feel like the one i i looked into could be like a multi-part type deal like it is there's so much information and so like much intricacy that yeah it's there's all scratch surfaces yeah it's been fun and it's like like so what we did is as you guys see in the progression got darker and then today we're gonna do the same thing so i'm gonna start out with mine which was like just more disturbing and just kind of like does not look good for Jesus. I'm not going to lie. And then uh, Hales is going to take it a bit darker. And then we're going to finish with like, I don't know. The last two were like, I say like very like close. Is, but Danielle's, Danielle's is like well extreme. Known. Yeah. And well known. And, and you know, like yeah. everyone knows as soon as you say the one sentence. So yeah. yeah. Anyways, guys, fun starting off with Scientology. If you guys haven't watched that one, that was fun. Um, and then we went to Nexium, and then we went to Children of God or Family International is what they ended yeah, up being. The yeah. family. The family. Like mafia. Ah, and just like, it's anyways. And then, so we're going to start on this episode with the community of Jesus. And there is a reason why I picked this one. And you'll see at the end as we go on. And you guys, I'm sorry if you're watching video. You're going to watch me read these notes because we said me before, too, like. Both of us are going to be screwed yeah I have two and a half pages or almost three pages of notes like this is ridiculous and this is all handwritten like I I love it Nick's looking at me like what are you doing I'm like research leave me alone (laughs) I'm working I gotta write I'm working babe I gotta write I'm a journalist I gotta in our own way right like because I don't always want to get it wrong because my stoner brain between all of the ones we've been reading she's like there's so many similarities they've melted together in so many weird ways (laughs) And I'm having weird ass dreams. So Community of Jesus is a charismatic monastic Christian community, which is located near Rock Harbor in Orleans, Massachusetts on Cape Cod. So the difference with this particular community, uh, cult or not, you decide, um, is that they're very like restricted and they're very community. Like everyone lives around the church. Like in one base. One base on Cape Cod. Yeah. It's not like the other ones. Branches. No, it is all in one area, okay. the church, everyone lives around it together like a community. Um, and it, it is, right? So they say it's a uh, a monastery and the Benedictine, I'm going to butcher all of these words, uh, <laughs> tradition whose mission is to be faithful witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ and by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to glorify God through worship, the common life and the creative arts. So essentially from what I've read is that they're born again Christians um, okay. and they all come from like different backgrounds. Um, there's about 275 people in total, um, that come from like Presbyterian, Episcopalian, congregational, yeah. Baptist, Lutheran, Angelican, Methodist, really? Pentecostal and Roman Catholic. So yeah, all these people that left those religions or groups and then they all came together for the community of Jesus because it was essentially like yeah. give up everything and come and live and work and create and pray every day and that's give where you'd lose me right? I like I am so confused when it comes to the whole like true religion thing like God just, Jesus everything all of it every single one of them like denominations like I just am not sure about that so if neither. someone came to me with that story it'd be an instant like no, I just it is and it's like 
ah, there's just so many, I just get so lost in it. And I like, maybe that's my bad. And one day, hopefully I'll learn all of this. I just feel like there's so many labels and whichever, I mean, but anyways, yeah. So according to the group, approximately 225 members together with another 50, so 275 children okay. and young people live as households in 30 privately owned multifamily homes that surround the church and the guest house. This also includes 25 celibate brothers who are living in the Zion Friary and the 60 celibate sisters who are living in the Bethany Covenant. So one of the uh, girls that they have a started friar it, and a covenant. Yes, they have both. And then uh, and the church and then okay. the house is all the way around. Yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. like not to be rude because I love the Amish and like, <laughs> yeah, I it's, love, but it's like they create their own community, like quite yeah. literally. Okay. Yes, and everyone eats together. Everyone does everything together. They work together. They're very they much together? about music. Yeah, they all. You should see. More. There's a yeah. If you guys watch, go Dining look. Hall. Just go look. Community. I'll send it to you after. I'll remember to try and post it. Okay. But it's called the Community of Jesus. Look it up on YouTube, and it's like the Centennial reported on it, like in yeah. like 1993. And oh, these videos the are footage. Oh, I can see oh. it in my head. <laughs> Did you see? It's like that purple, like our that like grainy. our purple. Yeah, that very grainy, like dun, 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 you know those kind I of noises. Fuck. So yeah, that's kind of you know, and and they um. So the Community of Jesus um was founded uh back to two espicopal lay women which if, you, if if you go look on reddit it says that they were two lazy drunk housewives i'll let you guys decide it just kind of made me giggle when i was looking it up i was like that's not what i expected to read but anyways so housewives that's uh amazing isn't it i laughed so hard i was like i would have two are you kidding me <laughs> I'll try and post it. Um, so there was Kay Anderson and Judy Sorensen who met in 1958 at the Church of the Holy Spirits in Orleans. So it said that they, like, I can't remember which one it was. I forgot to write it down. Um, one of them was sick, and they prayed together, and she healed. And so they decided to essentially, like, give up life and go and give everything and build a community to the gospel to, you know. Jeez. Yeah, so that's so it's true bible of, like they're yes. very like it is one this one is 100 percent religious 100 percent is there yep. like does it get freaky like is there anything weird are they just like Ye- true like bible thumping groupies yeah that's kind of like everything everyone works together they you know bring they eat together they so it was kind of all over the place you're either celibate or there was like couples and they it, it didn't sound like there was very much forced uh like reproduction yeah it was yeah like commingling it was more like if you weren't trying to have a kid you were living in sin so it was like some sort of form of controlling the like the sexual life but not in the ways we see in other ones it was more like if you're not having a child or trying you're living in sin and everything is a sin yeah if you were actively yeah everything is religious based so if you were sick that's because you were sinning and so oh (laughs) Well, yeah. damn. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, um, that's interesting. Yeah. So at the very beginning, just like all that, they, they'd be very bombarded with love. And that's why people were very attracted to it. Cause I was like, come here, work, you know, on the grounds, we'll work together. We pray all these things, you know, like just full community. Yes. Like... Yeah. Full community. Okay. But when you get in, that's when things kind of change and you start getting very criticized. So there's these things called light sessions that they have and uh, light groups, sorry. Uh, Auditing. Auditing, essentially. (laughs) So what it is, is you sit in a group and someone's picked 
and you are to bring your sins to the light. So every you have to oh public shaming secrets. auditing public shaming wow auditing. public shaming. So, so they public shame them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so they're psychological too. Then they're they're they, all kinds that was of crazy. their. Yep, they were all kinds of crazy. That's what they exactly what they wanted to do. So they um, they were so brainwashed that they would actually thank them for the beatings because that was getting the sin. But they're physically them. beaten too. They were physically beaten as well. Yep. And a lot of this time, like, with what, with like belts or like people, with, people would like punch like so like wives them? would be yeah wives would be in um, ties to punch and slap their husbands um, and beat them. Um, they these what? groups would be called all day and all night it didn't matter they were just kind of all over the place but a lot of the times they said it would happen at dinner and one person would just get picked and everyone had to shame and humiliate them and like break them down so they encouraged um, like full so, ass bullying and yes. harassment and... yeah yeah um so the sisters yep. they believed that they were god's anointed like sisters like they knew the words and everything they said was the, was this that two that you god. mentioned or is this like yes. a like a no it was oh, the just two them. that i mentioned just them. yeah just them okay yep yep uh mother i think it was like sister key mother key i didn't write that one down yeah um yeah so they essentially controlled everything uh yeah so if you were sick it was your fault you were sinning something's wrong with you um and by shaming and doing all of that um that would get it out. Uh, one former member told that Dude. she was obviously sexually sick and that's why she got molested as a child is because she was sexually perverted and she wanted it. And that was her. So everything her that happens to you is your fault is what yes. they're saying. Like everything yeah. negative that happens to you, you brought upon yourself. Yes. Everything. Well, that's so nice of them. Isn't right. that gross? Um, Dude, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So the community of Jesus has been accused in the past of being a cult. Um, former community members go back decades and have alleged they were mentally and physically abused. As a child, this uh, past member, White, said that members sh- uh, shoved his head into the floor and would force him to eat his own vomit, according to the report. There was another but lady some that of these, said... Like, they never really cease to amaze me, but, like, sometimes, like, the, the degradation that people will put up with just because they think that it's either bettering something or they're following someone they're supposed to, like, is actually so heartbreaking that people can be, like, mentally broken so far that they will do stuff like, yeah. And to give up their it. kids in the name of God or in the name of Christ or in the name of whatever is they're following. Is it, like, um, the Scientology where they take them away and, like, school them Yes, themselves? same thing. Yep, absolutely. And they've they did that that all the time. Okay. Took them away and said that they, they weren't doing the right thing for them. That makes um, no sense to me. No, I, I don't get I don't, why they do that. No. It's very um, weird. Another thing that I didn't love. Well, there's this other survivor, too, in that series. I'll try and save it. Um, she said that she was told to lie her face and her forehead, her nose and her forehead to the floor for 12 hours straight. She wasn't allowed to eat. She wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom. Nothing. Um, a couple As other punishment things. punishment for something? Yeah, punishment, um, humiliation. Um, around 1973, one of the sisters, uh, Anderson, became involved in promoting the diet, discipline, and discipleship 3d weight loss program which seemed to focus on sin and guilt as a way of weight loss um so they were just like very focused on everything that was wrong with you was because you were sinning and it's your fault and fix it so starve yourself and get skinny so you're happy and stop like what is that that's awful isn't it awful um they they take it next level they're like completely like psychologically and mentally like yes these people yes and in this chronicles that they showed too um it wasn't these ladies, but it was a lady who's the director now. And she was like, 
this is all alleged stuff. Like we were hard, but this isn't, that's not correct. Like this just isn't correct. And the lady's like, but, but they're saying this. And she was like, no, um, they were also included in a book in 1990. They were misinformed. They're misinformed. Yeah. Um, book called churches that abused by Ron Enroth, which I thought was kind of interesting in the 1990s that some, that they were actually put into a book about churches that abused people. Like, um, it's on 19... record, like it's, it's on, on record, like paperback in a record. fucking book. It's not like now yeah. where you just see you send anything into Indigo and you print a book. Um, also, in 1993, allegations of abuse were explored on the Chronicle News magazine, which aired on Channel Five in Boston, Massachusetts, which I think is the the one that I watched. Um, Anderson died in 1988, so like quite quite or like not too far into this. And Sorensen yeah. died in 2009. Um, wow. Yeah, so according to the Barnstable Patriot per town assessment records, yeah. the church currently owns twenty million dollars in real estate in New Orleans or in Orleans. So and they just they were building a multi million dollar uh, church. Compound and if you go, oh. yeah, if you go to their website, like as you're trying to see it, it's just like essentially all about this church that they're building. Like everything is about this church that they're building. Um, and I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I was like, what is your purpose? And all I kept saying is like to live the gospel da, da, da. but it wasn't like their mission what? it was like this church that we're building and i'm like but what do you do like <laughs> i just wanted a place to be creepy and worship yes yes exactly so yeah the community itself um there was tell them to starve themselves oh. yeah so it was just very like tight-knit community again like if you leave like you're gonna you're gonna not survive you're gonna get pregnant and knocked yeah. up and you know you're not gonna be accepted by god so just a lot of brainwashing um and just very tight knit community. So what the reason I found this, like I was saying, so there's, there's more to this. So controversy surrounding alleged abuse further emerged through a successful class action lawsuit against Grenfell Christian college, which has close ties to the community of Jesus. So Grenville's co-founders were all members of the community of Jesus, including pastors, Betty and Charles Farnsworth, who served as headmaster and fellow headmaster, Alistair Haig and his wife, each whom was named in the lawsuit. The Hags divorced, uh, I don't know why this matters, blah, blah, blah. Um, so anyways, uh, Greenville College. Mm-hmm. This is a former private boarding school located in the rural community of Maitland, about eight kilometers northeast of Brockville, Ontario, on the banks of St. Lawrence River. So this was an independent university preparatory school, which was composed of upper, middle, and elementary and primary school. Students had the option of being day full-time boarders or weekday boarders. Um, so it was so like a was in... elementary to high school? Yeah, yeah, all the way okay. through. Um, like kindergarten to 12 type thing, K to 12 type school? Yep, yep, rich, okay. rich, rich Christian school, like boarding okay. school that you would send okay. your kids off to to live, to live so in either full-time. So they've got dorms and they've got... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So like Hogwarts. Exactly, and it's beautiful, dude. Like if I was like a parent and I seen that and it was just like, you know, your it's nice. Your kids get an education. Like yes, in a beautiful that... spot. Yeah, like good people. Um, the campus was built in 1918 as St. Mary's College, a preparatory school run by something Order of the Catholic Church. It was operated until 1968. The campus was purchased in 1969 by a group called the Berean Christian Schools, who envisioned using it as a, tra- a training missionaries. Although the exact timeline is unclear, it uh, began as a private school in 1969 as was renamed Gren- Grenville Christian College in 1973. After 37 years, Christian Greenville Christian College announced its closure July 30th, 2007, citing declining enrollment and unspecified financial pressures. So um, it ended but, in 2007? Yeah, in 2007, because apparently a lot of people weren't enrolling. 
Or is it because... They realize you're crazy and don't want no part of that. Or there's abuse allegations. Um, I watched this video, which I'll remember to post. This is how I felt, because I was like, Cult Canada, and this is what popped up. And I, so I watched wow. the 45-minute uh, documentary on, on it. Um, so the broadcast documentary filmed... Launched February 6, 2016, um, in tandem to the launch of the book Grenville by Andrew Hale Byrne, which highlighted the close relationships between the Anglican Diocese of Ontario and Greenville College, which has now become established a fact in court that the OPP investigation into abuse of the students has been reopened. Oh, wow. So this is where it gets really sad. Um, there is a lot of sexual and abuse at this school in Ontario. Um, Toronto star followed up this reporting February 29, 2016, where students reported that they had been punched in the groin and urinated on by staff among other abuses. Um, Farnsworth, this, uh, Robert Farnsworth, the son of the founding father was arrested founding family was arrested October 5th and then cleared of allegations. Students allege extreme and bizarre humiliation. Dan Mitchelson enrolled at the college in 1985 when he was 15 years old. In an interview with Starr, he said that by the time he left four years later, he was a wreck. He alleged that two weeks after arriving at Grenville, a staff woke him up by punching him in the groin and apparent punishment for talking in his sleep. He said he was then dragged into the washroom and and forced to clean it with a toothbrush. The staff member then urinated on him as he scrubbed the floor he said he was often berated by staff who called him disgusting, evil, a pig, and a mutt. Now 46, he said he's been left with debilitating self-esteem problems as the alleged result of the alleged abuse. He said, after a while, I just realized that I was a loser, that I was shit, that I would just shut my mouth, and the doubt is always there now. So they, like, their, in my opinion, their whole thing is mental breaking. Like, mm-hmm. mental breaking point. Like, they want you at your absolute lowest. They're going to, like... Yep. Take every ounce of self self worth that you have and just like spit and piss on it. Apparently, literally, and they want you like literally. a broken person so they can control you. Like that's the part about some of these that just like it's a, someone at the head wants control. It's always about control and the power over people. And it's like I just said, it's such a common theme, and it's just so sad to know that so many people are so like just i don't know bent on this power and like broke by it because of like things that have happened to them and like yeah i don't know yeah like it's just i hate that i hate the manipulation i find that so vile and like it's just such a low form of i don't know it always starts with these kids right it is yeah that's right from the beginning so they live with it for the rest of their life well that's why though they're impressionable they're young they can't do anything they can't fight back like and it's a religious school, right? So yep. it's probably run by like freaking nuns and and uh, well, and so many people like are like we knew it was kind of happening, but then we didn't, and you know it goes back and forth. Where it's would just they like, have oh, men, knew, but we didn't like, know what, what would they be called? Reverends, fathers, like uh, sisters. sisters. Fathers? I think it was sisters. Yeah, sisters. It was just the, so it's just women running this. That's even worse. Uh, no, there was men. There's men that ran it. Like there's yeah, a men that was on it. But yeah, um, let's see. What else do we? I already read that part. Um, in 2007, the OPP began investigating two former headmasters, who were also Anglican priests, the chair of the school They're board of priests. directors, and the bishop of DOC of Ontario denied that the school was 
ever formally affiliated with the Anglican Church of Canada. Jeez. Anglican priests and bishops had often officiated the school's chapel, as did representatives of other denominations. The school chose to fly an Anglican flag. So it's like it seemed like nobody wanted to really even disassociate with them. Yeah, um, or do anything about it. Yeah, since the school's closing, some former students have claimed punishments by silence and separation discipline, a form yeah. of internal suspension and well-being woken in the middle of the night by having bright lights shone on their faces and being interrogated about their alleged sins. The former <laughs> uh, the former co-publisher of a local newspaper has stated that his newspaper became aware of the allegations of religious cult practices at Grenville College in the late 1980s, but was unable to convince anyone to publicize the story. The paper was also threatened with libel action by the Bay Street Law Firm. That's, again, I was going to say, I wonder why they're obviously being threatened. Always happens. And it's like, there was also the children of the staff, and it was like kind of in different groups, right? So it's like, and people put their kids here from all over the place because it was like this rich, mm. fancy, you know, and, and the one thing, one of the headmasters, it was so creepy. It was just like, he was like, we just want like one mother, you know, like how it used to be and like that could spank their bottoms and like tough love. And that's what we do here. And it's like, how could you, what are you? He even said that about my child, I'd kill them. Like, you're not treating my child. Like, I just, Uh, I don't understand. It's crazy how it, like, just, I don't, it's such a deep rooted thing that people like don't want to know or don't care about how like prevalent I can't say that word prevalent um child abuse is and like it happens everywhere and like in all weird forms and like mental abuse in my opinion like belittling them degrading them like making them feel like they're stupid and trash like yeah that is low that I don't like that it's always so hard to hear that kind of shit it absolutely and then it is. like went on for like how long unnoticed and years some kids are just like irreparably like damaged traumatized forever. and damaged and like carry yeah. so much baggage from that yeah and um there'll be some people that are alleging like against it saying this is absolutely not correct like there was rules and it was rigid and it was very like structured but we needed that and it's like but that might be your experience that doesn't mean it's yeah, everybody's it doesn't um, invalidate someone else's like shitty experience no, like you said, um, they like to pick on people. Maybe it was just someone that they yeah. chose to pick on got it worse than you, and you can't just say that. Yeah, you know. you're easily brainwashed, so they didn't have to go hard on you. Um, but to wrap this one up before we jump into our next one, in February 2020, after a trial that spanned two months, former students won the class action lawsuit against the former Granville Christian College for the physical, Good. sexual, and extreme emotional abuse and demeaning discipline and humiliation they and others say they endured during the college's 24 years of operation. Justice Janet Leiper, sorry, of Ontario Superior Court of Justice said the college and the estates of two deceased former headmasters will have to pay yet to be determined punitive damages. Um, she said that it was like without a doubt. Fuck yeah. 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 And they said without a doubt, there was abuse that happened here like for years. Like there's like for two decades, I think is what she said. That's so sad. Yeah. And so, it's kind of like yeah, the residential nice schools and stuff. Like it just like bums mm-hmm. you out to think that you're sending your kid to what you think is like supposed to be a positive and like enriching experience of yes. going to school, and they're just being like mistreated by like adults who yeah, fucking know better. People. Yes, it's like disgusting. and who can clearly overpower them. Like I would be rageful as a parent if I ever found that out. Yeah. Like yeah. murderous. Yeah, like, and was it was man. interesting is that they, again they say that there's no connection but like Kay and whatever her face like came up there and she said there's people that work there and said as soon as the sisters came up there like 
everything changed. That was it. Everything changed. And like Farnsworth, they're from the community of Jesus. In their like book, it was like, we wouldn't be anything without the community of Jesus. So it's like, okay, like how many, how many fingers need to point? Things need to Maybe line up. Maybe so. they shut down and they sent those two crazies or they those two crazies kind of took it upon themselves to like try and re- like Perhaps, bring it around yeah. with all these yeah. kids type thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like get them to be the next generation of and it backfired. Big time. So uh yeah, so I'd say you guys go look up Community of Jesus, go look up Granville Christian College. Yeah, that one's uh, crazy. It's just kind of insane. It's again very cl- close knit, but I will vote that yes, I do believe that is a cult when you yeah. start cutting people off and making them like live, breathe, eat like an abuse and break them down. Yeah. That's cult that's for cult, sure. Cult that's behavior cult to me. for sure. Yeah. Tag your it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I get to do um, Charles Manson, the Manson murders, and his yeah, family, right? So I pretty much synopsized his life, and we'll hit most of it. I'm not going into the murders because y'all can go research that yourself. They're pretty horrific, and I'll cover. I don't need nightmares. The, yeah, it's just it's awful. But anywho, let's get into this. I'm reading also from like written papers, so I don't judge. Love it. I love it. So Manson, so I started reading this and like the first like literal few sentences was like, what? Like his life started rough. So his mom in 1934 was 15 years old when he was born. His dad was 24. So creepy to start. It's a good start. Right? So his dad, he had a given name of Colonel. So he, like, convinced Manson's mom that he was in the army and he was a colonel, like, in the army. And so when she told him that he was pregnant or she was pregnant, he told her that he got called away on army business and fucked off. Manson Man, took her second boys. husband's last name. So fuckboys have been around forever then. <laughs> yeah, so he just had, like, a really sad and unfortunate, that's I thought, like, 15-year-old yeah. mother, like, holy hell, like, that's... That's Along young. too. That's way like, too young. Yeah. So, and then from there, like when he was nine, he said he tried to like burn down a school or he did burn down a school. Um, and it started from there, like petty theft and like um, truancy and like just small things like that, mm-hmm. constantly getting in trouble. So he was in and out of prison from 1951. So he would have been what? If he was born in 34, 51, do the math. I can't yeah. right now. My brain is hard. Yeah. So from 51 to like 67, he was spending more time, uh, more than half his 32 years in prison by that point. And he was in and out for like random things while he was in prison. He got um, in trouble for like homosexual acts. That's what they called it. So I think he was like caught like raping people in prison and like being creepy. And like he was just, he kept extending and like he'd be up for parole and something would happen. Like he was just. In and out, in and out, yeah. constantly, and spent yeah half of his first thirty-two years of life in prison, like like tragic, or like just all of kind of institutes. He was in a few mental institutes and like yeah. whatever hospitals. So, yeah. anyways, he like then moved to LA because he was he wanted to be a musician. Funny enough, oh. and he like worshipped people like the Beatles, and he had a close working relationship, and did um the Beach Boys did a cover of one of his songs. Wow, and he was like really close to one of the Beach Boys, and like he had his ins and stuff and his way in. And I've got a weird little fact at the end where how he, yeah, he was in and around Hollywood to say the least. Like when he was younger, it was weird. Mm -hmm. So, um, Mm, not shocked. Yeah, 
Right? So after he moved to LA, he was transferred to um, supervision of the criminology doctoral researcher, Roger Smith, instead of like, because he, when he got out of prison, instead of um, reporting to his parole officer or whatever, he moved to LA. So he essentially like violated probation, but instead he called and explained and managed to get, yeah, transferred to under the care of this Roger Smith guy. So he has a really smooth way of talking, I think. Like, I think he's like Bundy and like all those creepy dudes. He's very charismatic. He's got that like gift of gab. He knows. He knows how to get people to do what he wants, obviously. Right? Yeah. Like, it's creepy. So anyways, Roger Smith um, received funding from the NIH and apparently the CIA to study the effects of drugs like LSD and methamphetamines on the counterculture movement. And they did this originally in mice and like we're testing it small, but then the, um, they had this uh, clinic. Where the hell was this clinic? Um, anyways, I don't remember the name, but uh, they had a clinic, him and this guy, and they used to run the tests out of there. So anyone that went to the clinic was a Guinea pig and they used, and the Manson family went often like, once they, um, he got transferred to supervision by him, yeah. he brought everyone there. So he was bringing in constant, like, rotation oh, of great. people. Let's bring so, unstable people into this. Right? So him and his family, mostly females, they said, uh, were their guinea pigs. And Roger noted that the changes in Manson's personality during use was the most abrupt he had ever observed in his career. So, so I heard rumors stop. that they let him in and out of prison so many times throughout those years like i said and was dosing him with lsd at one point to i just heard there's really weird conspiracies around it go look it up they said that the cia like he was a pawn he was put in jail and then they'd let him out for something stupid or he'd get parole or he'd like get a lower sentence and he'd get out and then they would like he was just a back and forth kind of like double agent for like, I don't remember the total details of that conspiracy, but I remember reading something once and I was like, no way. Like, it wouldn't shock me, but like, yeah. what? Like, he yeah. was in on it? Like, that makes no sense. So, yeah, he well, As was a distraction, maybe. Seriously, yeah, like, messed up through LSD. So, I feel like the following information kind of makes sense. Like, how he just went crazy. So, <coughs> this is the fun part. I found a link between him and one of our other cults that just like blew my fucking mind. So Manson, when he was on LSD, he started reading this book. It was called Stranger in a Strange Land and it's by Robert A. Heinlein. And he was obsessed with it so much that most of his like philosophies and ramblings and preachings that he did was a combination of Strangers in a Strange Land, the book, the Bible, Dale Carnegie, the <laughs> Beatles, oddly enough, like some of their philosophy of, of like free love and like all that. Yeah. And Scientology. Manson was an OG Scientologist from like 61 to where the hell is it? it all so he joined sense. in 1961. He had completed over 150 hours of auditing by that point and had been like, he had a friend high up in Scientology too that like really helped oh. him. And that's how he ended up attending, like, so many parties with celebrities was through the whole Scientology movement. And I'm pretty sure that probably helped fuel his, like, 
because he really wanted to be a musician like seriously yeah. so yeah. I feel like that's was his way to like get in there and like promote himself I just found it yeah. so weird I'm like shut the hell yes, up that one of, of his, course the basis of his philosophy he took a lot of stuff from fucking Scientology of all things of all like, places and it's like OG Scientology like Elrond yeah. that motherfucker was alive like yeah oh it's oh. old right that like, is wild was, I just thought it that's was like a, such that's a, a cute circle <laughs> right that's such a cute so, little circle right i mean the hollywood so, part kind of makes sense like it does like the fact running that around the same kind of people so bad and like mm-hmm. he wanted to be around affluent people and stuff so it didn't it, it made sense yeah so that was in what the hell was it 1960 what would my notes say that was like 68 ish i believe so he then started getting followers so he started picking up people in like the very um like they were always like troubled i'll say like that typical troubled whatever um a lot of them were um most of them were women a lot of them were very vulnerable and like he would use sex and like compliments telling they're beautiful to like fly them in and he drugged them for sure like lsd i can guarantee you was used like they said he brought all his followers to that clinic so he was very much in the same thing as the ch- yes. children there. Um, children yeah. of God was, um, yeah. or no, the hell, the one you just spoke about there. In like Community. the breaking them down Jesus. to me, like you need me yeah. type thing. Yeah. Like he was yeah. very much that. So some of the main followers were Charles Tex Watson, who was a musician and former actor. Bobby Beausoleil, which was a musician and a porn actor. <laughs> um, Mary Brunner or Bruner, who was a librarian, which I thought was like, what? Like, That's so interesting. Librarian? Like, are you kidding me? Patricia Krenwinkel, who was a process clerk, whatever the hell that is. Huh? Um, Leslie Van Houten, who from what I read is like kind of like a hippie unemployed. Like she traveled to communes before him and like yeah. wanted to live that like commune life for a bit before him. And I then, um, yeah, Lynette Squeaky Frome who was a college dropout, who was, like, just a vulnerable chick who, yeah. like, ended up clomping onto the Manson family and found, like, family. So, from what I could see, the early days and, like, what he would promote and, like, their big thing was um, doomsday cult stuff, like the imminent um, apocalyptic race war between the blacks and the whites. It was mm. going to be apocalyptic. It was going to be life and, like, world-destroying. So mm. he was, like, convinced that, yeah, like, the black people were gonna like come and kill all the white people and um they were all white supremacists but he said their group won't get killed because you know they are better than everyone else and they're all protected and blah 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 and the godlike complex yeah and in that way he gave the godlike complex and created himself like as the leader and like you need me like you need to worship me this is how we stay together and survive the yeah. racial apocalypse, apocalypse. like mm. it was such a weird one i like read doomsday i'm like okay so like the earth's gonna end or like a meteor's gonna strike yeah no yeah a, a, a race war a is race gonna war. End. i was like that was just so like i don't know far like reaching what... however i feel like that's pretty much what they're trying to do all the oh, time yeah, is just turn sure. everyone against each other but yeah. yeah it was just really weird to like see it so specific on that and the term i know a lot of people have heard helter skelter it was yeah. from a Beatles song i didn't realize that oh got okay, it, so yeah. of, it was lyrics from a Beatles song or, or something like that in like the 60s that he took and he like adopted as like yeah helter skelter was his like 
don't know his thing I didn't like it I remember I, I remember like that him. from when I was young and I remember that from that from like the first time I saw his stuff and the ever like familiar fucking photo of him with a swastika on his forehead like he just looks yeah. like that image does not come out of your head like no. I've known that face since I was little like it was crazy it's that is so creep. crazy she's so like these people really exist in real life like yeah like this is this is real life stories this, this is real happened. life stories this isn't and like so then after um he got those followers and i think he had at one point it was like 20 some people but like the main ones who he had like completely brainwashed and helped him do in 1969 was the tate and the labianca murders so sharon tate was married to roman polanski who is a film director and she I don't know if she's an actress or not I feel stupid for not even knowing that but he was a film producer and director and um he was gone filming in Europe and they broke into her house she was eight and a half months pregnant she had four house guests and they killed them all in various ways mostly stabbings and shootings I'm pretty sure, I don't remember, I didn't look too much into it because I don't like thinking about it, but I'm pretty sure they, like, like specifically stabbed her stomach, too, and, like, did every, like, it was just really nasty. Made sure and, that like, it was, yeah, it was over I'm pretty. There was also quotes of them saying that um, he, Manson didn't essentially, like, they argued that they can't prove that he ordered anything, but they're pretty sure, like, it was all insinuated and pretty much, like, a, like, like he told them what to do and these people went and killed all these people. Yeah. He didn't yeah, directly kill them. No. So, but. um, yeah, so he, um, he, psychos. right? Like, I couldn't believe it. So <laughs> Sorry. I was just like, dude, like, who, like, go kill for me. Like, get fucked. But he ended up, sorry, he ended up telling them to do it as gruesome as possible and to be, like, as violent as possible. So, because he wanted to, like, bring about the race war, to, like, bring about, like, to renew. And, like, I think it was one of those, like, we have to bring it about so then it washes the planet clean and we can restart and blah, 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 or some whatever the hell. Because, yeah, he, because it said he wanted to bring about, I'm like, hey, but he doesn't, he's, He's preaching about the imminent death, but he wants to bring upon that imminent death. Like no shit. What the fuck? What? And, like it's and what does that have egotistical. to do with like Scientology and the Bible? Even? Yeah, and, I was like, wondering where Dale Carnegie. Bible, like where does that come from? Bible because yeah. of like like kind of not doomsday, but like natural disasters are not like unknown and like the the flood and like yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah getting like hellfire and shit and like I I, I get it, but. It's just he took it in such a weird direction that I like I don't know where yeah where he got any of that from. It must so, be the LSD. Yeah, well, right? Like he, who knows how twacked he was on just like everything. And what does so, that anyways, term? that trial. So they went to trial, and those are the images that we're all used to seeing. Like he had. So at first, he started with hair, and he crossed. He carved an X into his forehead, saying that he was like Xing himself from society or from whatever the hell it was, the system. I think. And he went in a, f- a little while later and he had a shaved head saying that something about the devil had sh- always has a shaved head or some shit. And then his followers did the same thing. They'd come in with X's on their forehead and then they came in shortly, not right after, but shortly after with fucking shaved heads and stuff. And these were mostly women. Like, it was just ridiculous. But this... um trial was the longest in history when it occurred it lasted nine and a half months 
Jesus. It was the, one of the longest trials because I feel like they had a lot of people to try. Like they had a pretty credible witness who was like for one of the murders that like had to go and stand and like gave some gruesome accounts. So it was definitely it's like fucked. in depth. But um, yeah. in 1971, the jury sentenced all four defendants to death. They like went hard on them. And um, the swastika on his forehead um, came about when he he got interviewed in the 80s four times. Uh, NBC, CBS, Geraldo Rivera, and Nicholas uh, Schrecker, or Shrek, they all interviewed him, which... Um, why are you getting interviewed in jail? Stay in jail. Your story does not deserve to be told. I find no. that really like, because victims, I feel like he had you. connections or something, but like, why the hell are you interviewing him? People just, the obsession with getting in killers heads yeah. is like, I get it. Like I love CSI. Like I get the whole like crime, like yeah. obsession that we all seem to have every now and then. But like, there's a difference between those and like, glorifying and giving time and airspace to a guy who like did that and who like giving him the 15 minutes that like he definitely doesn't fucking deserve and it just bugged me but like research him in the background for one of those and that's when it came about the image of him i'm pretty sure that one was tattooed because that one lasted a while yeah and that was the image of him like all gross and whatever he got engaged while in prison to a 26 year old chick who I hate our species like, sometimes. Dude, she would go and, like, send him gifts and, like, like always, like, dote on him and blah, blah, blah. But then he, get this, he broke up with her and ended the um, engagement um, because he found out and assumed or, like, had a hunch that they just wanted to use his corpse as a tourist attraction once he died because she was, like, obsessed with him and, like, they, they wanted to make money off his body once he died. So he fucking, he called it quits. <laughs> With her that's because he was <laughs> I thought it was so funny when I read that. I was like, that's oh interesting. That's really wow. interesting. But yeah, and then some... he he died in twenty seventeen, which call me fucking crazy. Like that was not that long ago. I didn't realize that, that motherfucker ago. lived that long. Yeah. I thought he died with like, all that drug for abuse? sure early two thousands. Yeah. I just Is I this like, a Mandela oh. effect? <laughs> it was crazy. So he died from cardiac arrest from respiratory failure brought on by colon cancer. So oh, say, was it had, COVID? Or... Yeah, right. COVID. It must Clearly have been COVID. COVID. It was obviously COVID. But yeah, he he I remember him when I was young. I remember seeing um like documentaries and like sixty minute stuff and like all yeah, those yeah, like yeah. old school like <laughs> Uh, shows yeah. like that most um, wanted so da, da, da. i yeah i remember yeah. a lot of like the basic stories and some of them went more into de- uh detail about like the deaths and like whatever but the amount of information out there on this and documentaries and like articles and shit is endless so like truly oh God, if you yes. don't know of this this murder like i hate to say it where the hell have you been living under yeah. that rock because <laughs> yeah. it is this one and the next one are just, they're very prolific and they're very prominent and you'd be hard pressed to find someone that I think doesn't know at least something about this or know who Charles yeah. Manson is. Yes, absolutely. And just like the, 
the the darkness that surrounds that name, right? And like yeah. that just whole. And so we I'll call it. It's a hundred percent a cult when you've got people murdering for you. Like, and he was just very much of the like by the sounds of, of the the worship me. They live like out in the bush. They're very hippies. Free love. They had sex yeah. and like he raped a bunch of people. He was very creepy and he was very like aggressive. And there was a lot of like that kind of abuse going on for sure. Unfortunately, but always they were all adults um there was never talk of him going after like young young i mean young girls there's a positive i i I didn't find any where they were like super young they seem to be like college dropouts and kind of lost in the sense of like yeah that mid-20s early more broken than yeah late teens early 20s kind of like confused lost don't know what you're doing with your life trying to find a purpose type thing so it was definitely a cult um and the lsd and the abuse and stuff and like just he got people to kill for him like that is an incredible power to have over someone you know like half the time i don't even want to clean the house over you know like over or clean up after someone so let alone murder for someone i'm with you that is 100 a cult like that is cult mentality that is a cult following that is especially when you call yourself like a family of the manson family i feel like yeah cult and it's because they bring it in too right and they like like you said it was like lots of love bombing it's always a love bombing and you can't do it and then it's just like they give them everything yeah and it's like it's just like when you see in like the bad parts of the porn industry or pimps right they they go and help these women and they're like now Mm -hmm. that i've helped you you owe me so now you're gonna keep paying me you're part of the family we love you we never hurt you yeah you just have to do this for me yeah do it for the family like his girls and in the group were like diehard and like in the trials and stuff they did some really clowny ass shit and like were just like praised on him and like it was just gross like every chick that talked about him it's like i think it's munchausen syndrome where you yeah like, something like that where you fall in like love. have or like have like yeah like not that's what your abuser you I like think. your captor or abuser yeah yeah but it was very much that like they are just they were obsessed with him they worshipped him like they didn't have a bad thing to say about him and that's the the power and control he had over people was really creepy to me. Like, and I wonder if he was not good looking. Now. Like, where the fuck are you following that yeah. scuzzy, skinny, over tanned old man around? Like, yeah, he better no have been a looker when he was young because he, from what the photos I've seen, is nothing to behold. Obviously, no, this isn't that's... back in the day when he was younger, so like I get that, but no, but he still, better have been a cute motherfucker because I'm something. Not... Like, you like, better be a Chatham Tatum, Tatum type. <laughs> looks not this like fucking. I'll follow thumb. Channing Tatum. And yeah, the... off of the earth. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes, I will. Oh, that's amazing. Not For amazing, sure. but uh, okay. So let's get a little bit darker. So we're just going to read off these notes here. Wrap it up. Last little bit here. Um, so the last one we're going to talk about is Jim Jones and Jonestown. Don't um, drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, do you want me to read this? Do you want to read this? How do you feel? Um, We can do I point by point it. if you want. Yeah, yeah. I'll do the first one. You do the second one? Yep. Okay, so, all right, so Jim Jones, James Warren Jones, was born in 1931 in Indiana and was the leader of the People's Temple, a San Francisco-based evangelist group. In the 1950s and 60s, Jones gained a reputation as a charismatic churchman who claimed to have psychic powers, like being able to foretell the future and heal those who were sick. The People's Temple was, uh, it's such a good power, (laughs) The People's Temple was known for its help to the homeless and people of other races, ethnicities, as he was a big advocate for racial integration and the Messiah of the church. 
look at that. See? Always I accept that. Positive stuff, I right? accept like, that. That's that a decent probably, cause. And I imagine at that time, that was really fucking needed, right? Like, yeah. So that was probably, like, like good for really him. big, yeah, good too. See, too. this one, the, uh, the worst part about it all, this one, I might have come into. <laughs> I, like, I can okay, do that. It's got me already. I can do this. Love everyone. So, Who love cares, everyone. right? Like, sign me up. Sign me up, especially to have psychic powers, like to read the future. Heck yeah. yeah. Um, he would convince them to join by providing them food, shelter, family, love, and it worked many times. People thought I that mean, they could leave if they d- didn't like it after joining, but boy, were they wrong. <laughs> I love D. I love your notes. Yeah. <laughs> this is the greatest because it isn't her wording. Eh? Yeah, it after is. convincing many people to join his church and group, he convinced many of them to move to California, where they stayed from 1965 to 1971. So this is the same time as Manson stuff, yeah. like right in that oh, same as Scientology, like all yeah, of them, all of them. They so, get yeah, right. Until he then scared them with nuclear war attack. Sounds familiar. <laughs> to make them move uh, to a jungle in Guyana, South America. She has in brackets, but yeah, in Guyana. Oh my God. Why would you? Where would they live in California to Guyana? That's a that's a big, big, big jump. Um, yeah. So that they ended up naming Jonestown. So that's why. So this was also due to the amount of allegations about him, and had people looking for him. So after this, he went. Uh, he then went from the Messiah to the prophet. So this is where Jonestown was coined, I guess. Yeah, and he went from Messiah. To, to profit. profit to motherfucking profit y'all like yeah. that's like ot9 level we're up at the ot9 level we're at the top I love it. we are the gods like, anointed yeah the it's top. always the god complex it eh? is always the god complex um yeah wow okay well that's it and again moving so that they don't get in trouble do you see like getting a natural name as a th- that one is nuclear war that one's a but pretty a hard one, one to like a, dispute a, like yeah that's a big one you need to get away from one. that so you need to get away that makes run that big leap understandable yeah. now i get yeah, why they did that i understand this now i get you i get it I, so his treatment to people was less than humane he confiscated oh, no. passports and millions and dollars in assets from his followers and manipulated them with beatings blackmail humiliation brainwashing and probable death he would also make them practice mass suicide and group assassination often enough to prepare them for the eventual realistic event they ran fucking fire drills drills for this shit fire drills for mass suicides i'm probably gonna get a kick off youtube for this saying these words mass unalivings unalivings like what does that i don't want to know what that looks like that's next level and like wow. that really does that really does wear you out in your brain though, right? Because you're really thinking about that, like you're accepting well, it's in it your every head time every day, all day. It, because right? yeah, you're you're having to go through that, right? Jesus. There were always ran. They were always random, and everyone was always scared shitless, thinking it was the real deal. As he scared them oh. into thinking the U.S. government and other outsiders were going to come after them eventually and kill them all, especially to the people of color, which were majority of the followers. That son of a bitch. So he used that and then completely turned it against them. Dude, that's next level. He went right into the psychological saying that you don't know when they're coming. I feel like that's pretty like standard. The like, you don't know when the apocalypse is coming. And and listen to me. I know the answer. To the point that you're going to run pretend like run drills for unaliving people and like what to go do when you go through this to like get it in people's like 
That's ugly. That is fucking ugly. That is so dark. We knew we were going to end it dark. This is why we're going to end it dark and go on to a new topic, y'all, so we can sleep at night. Jesus. So reporters and U.S. government members had flown to their little community in the jungle to speculate what was going on. And as they were trying to leave with a few followers who wanted to go with them, a few were shot so no word could get out. (laughs) Of course. The fucking Scientology right there. Just take them out, right? Same with any members uh, that tried to leave, they'd be killed. So since some of the U.S. members and reporters escaped, he knew it wasn't long until they came for him. So right after um, that, he then activated the unalive plan, which was the real tragic event. He, oh my God, I get to read the part. He, he commended his followers to drink cyanide-altered punch, don't drink the Kool-Aid, to which most obeyed, and the rest were injected and forced. <gasps> they gave it to babies and children first. Oh, I don't God. like that I have to read that out loud. And then the adults. So 918 died that day. 304 under the age of 18. So a third of that, or like a third of that group was under was the under age 18. of 18. Essentially children. And very, very few escaped, made it out of the cult alive. These numbers making it one of the largest mass deaths in American history. So I'm really cool and stoked that I got to read that bullet point because it is like the don't drink the Kool-Aid moment. But the fact I did not realize and the fact that they gave it to the babies and children first. And I wonder if it was like this, like, I don't know, because... Sometimes there's people that get through these, like, conspiracies and, like, deep stuff that they're like, we have to take all of our whole entire family, and then you they it takes the whole entire not. family. Like, is that what they think, that they all go and do this, and then they're all going to pass, like, that they can't, like, leave their kids go on because the, where they're going to is, the, I'm not saying that they're right, they're but not, I'm just trying to understand. The, the world like, isn't going to be the way there. it needs to for them to live in it yes. or there. So they have so. to take them with them. It's just fucked up thought patterns. That like, is gross. I just 918 people died like dropped dead like it was probably it looked like a freaking like one of those things that you get flies in it was yes. just dead everywhere yeah. like you can't imagine and what, at like, once could you imagine and like to think what that they were gonna come and like kill you and then you kill your I'm just what what were they if, uh, I don't like I wonder what he war, said but, like like, you know they were I mean? going to come and kill them for what? For living in the jungle? Like, what was his yeah. angle with that? That's and then, insane. so, like, what was his angle when your past life? So, if you get, like, if you unalive yourself, that's okay. But if someone else is coming to kill you in a nuclear war, that's, that's not, not okay when it passed. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it like, is it, was it like a spiritual, like, I don't know. Um, I that's said then, crazy. like, the coward he is, he shot himself. In the end, only <gasps> one man was tried. Larry Layton for his involvement in the mass killing and sentenced he to life. He shot himself. He didn't even drink the damn Kool-Aid with him. What a freaking thing. Not to laugh, but apparently through reading some of this stuff, I guess Kool-Aid was like very upset. And it's just like, it's not actually They want Kool-Aid. nothing to do with this they shit. They want nothing to do with it. It's just like not the same thing. It's punch, <laughs> yeah. not the same thing. I'm like, I could imagine that that was a PR fucking nightmare. Like, Dude. Abort, abort. I don't want to be a yeah. part of this. This next bullet just answered the question we had a second ago. Many people thought he was powerful enough to cast spells, read minds. Like, he had them convinced he could do basically anything, according to Danielle. 
So we were scared of him as they knew he'd uh, use his powers for evil. So this guy legit (laughs) told him that he had magical Merlin powers. (laughs) And like, what is that? That you believe that? There's so much ego. And like, where in his mind does he think that? Like, did he just shoot people and then think he's magic because he made a gun shoot something? Think like that came. Egotistical turd. Like, what the hell is that? (sighs) Well, let's figure out a little bit more about him then. Um, He ended up being a drug addict. Not sure which ones, but the articles make them seem very out of this world, and that's why he acted and thought the way he did in the end. Drugs were bad in the community. Yeah, or like maybe like peyote or like ayahuasca. Like, does he go somewhere in a different trip and like, you know what I mean? Um, I think acid, LSD, ayahuasca or something. So I guess drugs were bad in the community, but not for Jimmy Boy, DSD says. He would drug people sometimes to keep them from leaving and to control people in different ways. The drugs ended up making him paranoid, hence always practicing the event and going through with the event itself. He'd make people sign papers, meaning they can't ever leave. <laughs> Sound familiar? That He must have got that from Scientology. Yeah. And it would also have forms of blackmail on them. So if they did try, he'd have something against them. Again, so very So drugs that make you else. paranoid. I wonder if he was on meth or something. Maybe. Like, pass like, all the time. Just kidding. Right? Like, what the hell? What a crazy... He would drug people. What is the drugging people? Or, like, maybe... I don't like that. Maybe it's also like weird, like mushrooms, like bad mushrooms, like some Maybe. sort of weird poisoning yeah. that made you go crazy or something. I don't know. I've never done them, but I don't know. Back so then, what they have, and it would have to be something in the bushes. So you know what I mean? Like something. and the blackmail in like yeah. a contract, like that's Jesus. very Scientology and that is the well base a lot there. of them, right? Sign, yeah. sign your life Same away. Sign it so away. the people's temple community ended up building their own church, health clinic, housing, shared kitchens, fields for crops and animals, etc. As he wanted his own full functioning utopian community, which ended up being scary with guards with guns. Jim Jones always yelling crazy shit on the loudspeaker as he's (laughs) that he had set up everyone. Sorry, it's not funny, but it's funny when you think it like in your head for a minute, like outside of fuckers. Like like, I just picture or like weird like preachings and shit. Like you have to listen to this shit all day. Imagine you're sitting there just like brushing your teeth and it's like Oh, oh, like Jimmy's at it again. Like no one <laughs> not this, cares. None of this son of a bitch again. I can, I can just, I seriously <gasps> like can foresee like the entire building and everyone's just like an, it's like an all-encompassing eye roll. Yeah, just, like, Ugh, this shit God. again. Oh, he must be on the LSD Every again. Every day. Yeah, it's like, fucking four a.m. Go to bed, Jimmy. Get off of the <laughs> ecstasy. Put it down. Stop licking the just frog. Sleep, just dude. go to bed. Uh, okay, let's learn a little bit about his early stages before we uh, wrap up here. So, not shocking, he was neglected as a, as a young boy, had very sad, yeah. poor childhood. He was denied all forms of affection and even the basic needs. However, do not take pity. It's the same as Jeffrey Dahmer's situation, <laughs> but goes to show what you can come out of such terrible young lives. Jim found refuge in ter- churches where he met his only father figure, the priest, which led him into wanting and becoming a preacher. He loved it at such okay. a young age to the point where he'd go and pick up roadkill and make people do ceremonies with him, leading to having no friends and people thinking he was strange. A very dumb well, situation. Fuck yes. 
Like I get no, like people thought you were strange. Let's go pick up that dead possum and do a ceremony. Yeah. Like, get fucked. Like I can no. understand. I can understand like that being sad and like wanting to bury it and like having that like compassion to an animal. But I just don't feel like Jim Jones was the type that had any compassion. So I don't Look, think that that's what I, it was for. I buried a squirrel with a girlfriend when we were young. We found it dead on the street. Yeah. It was really tragic. It's sad. But, like, a I didn't ceremony? go around purposely, like, picking them up to bury them and give them ceremonies and, like, funerals <laughs> with my friends and, like, wear, like, Mom, toilet paper and, like, search for sad dead veils. Rooms. Yeah, like, what is that? You speci- That's a creepy thing. You that are is weird. a very I'm creepy. Sorry. It's a very Delmer thing. That's a very um, Delmer thing. So he ended up... Oh my god, he ended up learning the phony tricks to being a faith healer and used this to his full advantage and did that for a while before creating the people's temple in his cult. So I wonder if he was like selling the full like I can heal you, yeah, I can I got psychic powers. Like clear your I see your future. Oh uh, that's dark. Because that- I feel like people that are going to like spiritual, like they're on like trying to be on a positive journey and you like take advantage taking advantage of them yep interesting yep. what a creepy man oh this is interesting too he had sex with both male oh and i don't like the next yeah. followers and churchgoers but claimed to not be bisexual and that he was doing it I for like... healing of the men and not for him so he had a we looked at that at the same too. time b we're like oh oh the first the second word oh we're like sex great oh what is this, about? What is this? i thanks d uh, he has he he was healing the men. Yeah, and not him. It wasn't That's for why him. He had homosex. Yes, because his penis because was healing. He had a healing. That is gotta be. Just th- accept it, father. But accept also, it. like, is this where this started? Where it's like my dick is healing. Like, is this like the one of the very first like fuck? Dude, boys? that could have been an angle he ran for some of them for sure. Like I'll heal you of Girl, your, your I got that magic penis. Yeah, or like the guys, like at that time Bro, too, like yeah. trying to hide from like Honey. gay, like oh my dick will cure you of your Don't. gayness or something. Not saying that that needed to happen, but back then, I imagine that wasn't an easy time. Like I, I will cure you being... of homosexuality by screwing you in the bum. I have a manager. I'm just saying, like I could see. I just like, cannot. Well. I wow, mean, so this kind of does have a little bit of a like, a like yucky twist. It had a I very yucky twist. Yeah. Uh, you want to read the so, last one? Um, yeah. The liberals supported Jim Jones and his temple at the beginning. Shocker. Yeah, Danielle. Shocker. So shocked. Shock. Hold on. Liberals hold on. supported Jim Jones. Oh, yeah. where was it? Oh, I can't. Oh, I don't have it on here. Was it? On. Yes. Here it is. Hold on. Shocker. Oh, it's not going to work. Can you hear it? Oh, there it goes. <laughs> I bet you found those. I did. Find that was the first official time we've the tried one of time. those in a recording. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. I think I can't wait to use the <laughs> I'll learn how to do those quieter guys. I think I probably gave everyone a heart attack. I love those. That's uh, great. We were playing I'm one so day. Obsessed. Yeah, me and Haley were playing one day, and we found some stuff. So, anyways, guys, so that was uh, fun going. But from, yeah, that's what D had. Yeah. So, Community of Jesus. She did to, really good. That was a yeah, lot. Yeah, that was perfect. It was red nice. I think. Quite honestly, comparable. Like we we all did some pretty like front to back research, yeah. like trying to get like the full picture. Always, shit. I know. I think we Check did great. I, look at us, our first month. It's been so much fun, you guys. I hope. Let us know what you look guys think. Us. Look Who at us. Who would have thought? We actually did like some research. <laughs> we brought like some things to you. 
and read stuff right not just like talking and this about was a nice opinions. ending for this because yeah, yeah like I'm a little, i i'm a little done i have loved talking about the cults but yeah let's move on to some a little like more ups, upside positive yeah i mean i don't know if the next month i don't know if they're but they're not as no like, but i mean like dark and murder and like just makes you feel gross and sad and weird and very sad like the ones that we're talking about most the next month uh which we'll talk about we're talking about operations all different government projects operations weird stuff you know we've hit on a few of them throughout the seasons but really jump in uh with our new uh i'm gonna ask her before i announce who she is coming on to help us bringing articles and, and more information um i wish i would have brought her on for cults but i think we all did a really good job um getting the baseline of everything and i hope you guys go i think we'll get them. some positive in with our uh our our new yes being the being real with, real with. yes so I'm i so think excited. that's excited where we can add our positive sparkle. Yes, yes. And by the time this one airs, I think we would have had two or three out. So yours would be out by by the time this one airs, this episode. Oh my god. Yeah, your first like I apologize talk. to all the viewers for having to stare at me looking like a thumb in that oh hat. Oh my god. But whatever. the lighting in my basement is <laughs> less than ideal. Uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> what's his name? What's his name? The thumb. What's his name again off the show? Um, fuck. Off of uh, Fiance. Is it 90 Day Fiance or... Oh my god. Oh, this little name? dude with no yeah, neck. With no neck. I can't remember his name anyways. What every time the hell I, is his every name? time that's I say thumb, that's the person I think about. But uh anyways. He was an awful awful yeah, little fucker. But one. yeah, we have lots of good being reels come coming up with new guests, old guests, uh all over the map of stuff, guys. As always, if you want to be a part of it, you want your own segment, we would yeah. love to have you on. If you have something to say, we yes. can have a be being real with you. Yeah. Yeah, whoever you are, your name blank insert here um but yeah guys yeah we can fun. do that too just yeah. voice yeah just voice you don't, you don't have to be anonymous to. Yeah. if you don't want to show who you are or set up a video yeah we can hide your face we can't really hide your voice yet i'm not quite there but without your face or your name we can give you an alias too if it's you something. have one of those like really weird like you are now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not there yet guys like but but it wouldn't be the I first time CJ is, is completely under an alias and you never see him. So like, we don't even know. Maybe, maybe we should ask him. We're just we gendering it. him. Maybe we should, we should have him on. That's the, that's the next being real with. We should have being real with CJ. Yeah. We should bring him back on speaking up. For sure. But this that month would be been, a good one. This month has been so much fun. You guys, like we said, it's been really dark. So we're ready. We're, we're glad to end it here. We're excited to go into the next month. I'm sure. Cults are fun to get into though. They are. They I'm sure are. we could do another month with all sorts of different ones, but yes. it was a good start. And I think yeah. we picked some really good ones to cover. Yeah. And I would challenge you guys to go back and listen to all of them and think of why we would pick talking about cults especially over the last little bit like do you see some familiar behaviors and and the psychology psychology. behind it think about it yeah the like exclusion and the you're not one of us mental breakdown brainwashing you know like there's there's methods to our madness guys we don't just talk about stuff for to talk about stuff yeah it's just to make you think putting it in there planting some seeds yeah go look it up they would say yes there's lots of people that talk about this but anyways guys hails this was amazing thank you so much for wrapping up the month of cults or not best episode ever but i think that of all of them i know every time i'm like oh my god and then i'm like next one i'm like best episode ever the next one is gonna be the best one ever (laughs) but all right guys i uh we did it we did the damn thing we've looked at cults or not let's jump into government operations projects mind control weather control healthcare shit it's gonna be a good one and then we're gonna be talking about pharma after that too like we said 
sprinkled in with the being reels with and that that's our jam too so you guys we really fucking hope that you've been loving the first month of season five there's so much more to come but until next time till next episode bye thank you guys for stopping by the show today we appreciate you so so much if you like this episode and you want to hear more, make sure to show us some love on our Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest page, the Be Real Babe podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube and Rumble channels, like those episodes, and turn on the notification bells. You can find our video version of the show on YouTube, Rumble, and Spotify, or you can catch the audio version on Apple and Google Podcast. But stay tuned for more realness coming to you soon. Until next time, babes.